1: Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC.
2: Are you looking for a better way to play player props or daily fantasy sports? Well, look no further than Prize Prize PrizePix is the leading over under daily fantasy game. Why? it's so easy to use and win. You can make your picks in under 30 seconds and win up to 10 times your money in one day. Right now, we have a special offer for our viewers and listeners of A Heart to Tell Podcast. All you gotta do is sign up now and use the promo code backpack. Prize picks will match your first deposit up to $100. That's right. They'll match your first deposit up to $100. So, Join the over 150,000 others who found a better way to play and download the Prize Picks app today. A Heart Stuff Podcast, Episode 230 to Dexter Henry Brian Fonseca
0: yes sir this is the
2: first first episode that we are doing in 2023 uh, I'm not gonna say Happy New Year because it's been like 17 days and it's been <laughs> I'm a, we, we we are past the cutoff I'm not gonna say Happy New Year uh, <laughs> we're, we're a little bit past that hopefully uh, everybody out there your New Year's off to a good start Brian how you doing
0: apparently people have agreed that the cutoff is like January 7th and I think that's fair as somebody whose birthday is on January 10th i agree because like once we get around to like you know the double digits it's like the happy new year shit is over yeah. like even if yeah. i haven't spoken to you or seen you in the new year like you know you got to, you get a week into the new year and then that's it
2: yeah by the way what i will say Happy I told Brian this personally, so yes. he already knows, but happy birthday to Brian. It was I didn't miss Brian's birthday. So happy birthday to Brian. He's now getting old as I like 29 child. strong baby.
0: You know what I'm saying? Almost
2: at, he's almost at 30. Myself and our guests who will be on today are rolling our eyes because we're like, that's young. Uh <laughs> hey, I'm looking forward 30s, to
0: my 30s though. I'd let you not 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 on all fronts, but like I feel like my 30s are gonna be like my best years to date. So I'm going I feel in with like that optimism. I just need to make 29 bang as well because, uh, you know, the 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 pressure's on. We'll say.
2: <laughs> you know what? I understand. I understand. Yeah. That's another conversation for another podcast. But we're kicking off the new year with a podcast. Our first one. We're gonna start with a guest. This is a former guest of the podcast. A good friend of the podcast. He's been on before. He is a musical artist. He is a grammy award winner wonderful wonderful trumpeter i've been to several of his shows i've seen him perform live he was on here the first time when he dropped his first album okay which is called eclectic excursions that we loved absolutely loved and we like love this guy because he combines the hip-hop with the jazz he also has worked many years in sports. That's actually how I know him. Many years of working in sports. I think we met first at MSG. Uh, He is now dropping his second album, which is going to be called End Motion. And can't wait to hear it and also see him perform it live because I'll see him next week. It'll be at City Winery here at NYC performing live. I will be there live and direct. That is our guy, Nabate Isles. Nabate, welcome back to the show. We can't hear you, brother. Sorry I, even... about I, had
1: it, I was on mute. Sorry about that. Yeah. No, you, you, I, you,
2: almost yeah. Messed up, you almost messed up the vibes of the great intro. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Thank you for the wonderful intro. Yes indeed.
1: Like, no, I, I appreciate you both for having me on and, and many blessings to you and your families. And great to see you both. I think I think it's the first time. I mean, we've spoken a couple of times during the yeah. pandemic and everything, but it's good to, to finally like like really kick it with you both. So pleasure. Yeah,
2: man. I t- it's funny, Nabate. It's been a while since like we've spoken through the pandemic, but it's been a while since we kicked it. I think the last time I kicked it with you, we uh we were hanging out. I forget what bar it was on the west side. You and I got some drinks a while a while ago. Remember That's that? Right. Remember it, that night. Yeah. I me- I remember that. It was on Eighth Avenue, Latitude. Yes, right. Latitude. Yeah, yeah. There we were. That's we were right. at latitude. I, and I I if they're latitude. still open. They are not yeah. still open. They're one of the places that has not survived the pandemic. Yeah. Latitude is not there so crazy and, and Brian's face is like this because I, I I walk past some places today and realize it and not open during the pandemic it well like well you dex
0: you you go to Bushwick and I'm sure that if you've passed through like more in the Ridgewood side Myrtle Avenue, a lot of places on that strip did not survive the pandemic so you yep, right it's funny.
2: I will be in that area tomorrow as we're recording this, and I will see some of that. You're right, though. I noticed that. So you're right. A lot of places didn't survive. But we're here. We survived. Yeah. Burger King didn't that survive, survived, but they
0: put in Wendy, yeah. so they upgraded. Wait, the Burger oh, yeah. King oh, and yeah. Ber- sure. Knickerbocker? No, 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 no. That one's there forever. Oh. 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 <laughs> <laughs> that Burger King is there for That, that <laughs> shit is there for life. I love that.
2: I got a lot of, of preteen <laughs> memories in that Burger King. Hey, me too. Uh, by the way, that shit is still going.
0: So I always wanted to sit in like the little car that they had uh, back okay. in the day. Um, I don't know if that's still there though.
2: The but, no, the, the, no. I, I meant
0: the one on the Myrtle Avenue strip. There was one across I, I, the street I, from a Taco Bell. That was yeah. Awesome. I know what you're talking about. Wendy's Taco is there. Hell. Taco yeah. hell. Taco oh, GameStop survived though, so we're we're going on that.
1: Of course, of course, you know that survived during the pandemic. Remember the whole the boom, the stock market boom. <laughs> yeah, yeah,
2: yeah, yeah, yeah. I made a lot of things happen. But Nabate, I'm glad you were doing. Glad you were doing well. Um, we're we're going to talk about a lot in this episode. We're going to talk about your new album. Uh, we're going to talk a little about sports with you, of course. We'll talk some boxing. We'll talk some basketball. We'll definitely yep. do that. Um, let's get into it. Second album. In motion drops January 27th available everywhere for everybody I think the first question that we're gonna have for you nabate is all right second album you did the first one uh, I know you feel you might be feeling the sophomore slump or sophomore pressure I don't think that you are but um <laughs> what was the what was the process for you from the first album eclectic excursions which everybody Ooh. if you ever heard that go listen to that to this album and motion what was the process in working on this new album
1: Yes. No, thank you for asking. Like I was actually so funny. We were going to record it in 2020. Um, and we're looking to do that, uh, September of 2020. I was looking to record it. Um, no. No, it was gonna be June. Of, no, it's gonna be May of 2020 around that time, and then we we'll pushed it back to September. Yeah, because the reason why, because we thought the pandemic, you know, uh, I, a few months, you know, it should be fine, you know, and everything. But obviously, that didn't happen. So, uh, so there was a lot of anxiety with we recording the studios and everything like that, and there was also anxiety with me as well, just going, you know, being out there because I, 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 I barely went to New York. I'll tell you guys, like within the a month, within a year and a half from March to July, I I did not even ride the subway, you know? Um, I only went to see my parents once in a while, but had to be masked up, but that's a whole nother thing. But anyway, it was, it it was gonna be another concept for that album, but it kind of worked out that this pandemic happened because it gave me an opportunity to kind of like, kind of go with what was going on at that time. I was writing a lot of different music and also I was just, listening and reflecting on a lot of music i grew up as a new yorker, you know, born in manhattan, raised in left rat queens. Um, you know, just growing up in and in the 80s and 90s being around, you know, the R&B movement that was going on like this, you know, with the synthesizers and then new jack swing, which pretty much bridged R&B with hip hop. You know, new jack swing, they people really don't recognize the contributions that Terry Lewis, te, excuse me, Teddy Riley and Jimmy Jam and Terry Lewis made on the game and how it elevated hip-hop when hip-hop became became not just rap but sung as well so you had that you had dance and house music that i was really into in the 90s and of course jazz you know where i was becoming to be very serious when i um right before i went to LaGuardia high school music our performing arts becoming really serious in the music so and then caribbean music you know being you know on the streets and everything like that and hearing Uh, reggae dance hall and everything like that. And so I just like, just all this music in New York, all the cultural diversity and the the eclecticism, you know, that, that was around, I really reflected on that and started to write pieces, you know, just, you know, write tracks um, and everything and write different things and, um, and write um, compositions. And, and, uh, and I was like, wow. So when, when we started to get slowly out of the pandemic, I said, "Okay, I know I want to do an album to make people move, to make me, people groove, to make people dance, because people don't re- remember or realize that jazz is really an, a music that was is dance music. That's what it was: Duke Ellington and you know uh, Fletcher Henderson, Lionel Hampton, you know Benny Goodman, uh, uh, you know uh, Jelly Roll Morton. All that music uh, made you dance. You know, at the end of the day." Um, so that's where I, I was looking at. I want to make music that groove and, and and that that made you move, you know, and motion. So that's that's so that, that so that's that's how
2: the concept came about. So and yes. motion. It's, it, so it's it's is it? Would you say it's similar sounding to at all? Is very different sounding from Eclectic Excursions.
1: More focused because Eclectic Excursions. More
2: focused. Excursions, okay. yeah, more broad.
1: More broad definitely of everything that influenced me as a musician. But I think in growing up in life, growing up as a New Yorker, in motion influences that. And it was more like more like um more uh I think more of a concept album from the standpoint of groove and move and dance and everything like that. So that's what that's what I wanted in motion to be. For sure. All
2: right. I like I love that
1: you, man. I
0: love I'm it. About to, you touched a little bit on like I guess how the pandemic impacted you and I feel like in different ways the pandemic impacted a lot of musicians just creatively just like their habits in terms of a lot of the albums that we got from now or from then until now where people are actually like, you know, opening up a little bit about things that they went through. Um, how much did that impact you specifically, cause you kind of touched on it, but if you could expand, like how much of that impact you as a musician, because like, this is something that you had planned before, but obviously like you're putting it out now. So there was, I feel like more of a process and, you know, maybe there was more of a strategy in terms of figuring out when to drop it because of what it is. You know what I mean?
1: Mm-hmm. No, no, absolutely. No, great question. I think the pandemic, it made me more creative because I was, I did a lot of teaching on Zoom, uh, did a lot of, did a few virtual workshops. Also I did tracks for friends and friends did tracks for me in which they recorded, you know, and stuff and then was able to put it together. So modern technology was beautiful, but we realized though that Zoom was not good for having live performances. You know, you still had to, right. <laughs> still had to yeah. the latency is crazy, you know and, and that's why like, that's, that's what they're working on now to have like, um, software where you could be able be able to play in real time and not have latency or very little of it, and it was so funny. I did a, uh, I did a composition I was commissioned by the festival of New Trumpet Music. Shout out to them. Shout out to Dave Douglas, um, who and and Rich Johnson over there at the uh, festival of New Trumpet Music. But I did a, a piece called um, um, "Same Strife, Different Life," and I was in 2020. And what I did was I put like different pieces together. Um, that that chronicled like it was a four movement piece that chronicled four hundred years of oppression in the Western Hemisphere of Black and Brown people. So um, so that's you know like reflecting on that and writing like like very broad musical palettes that that dealt with our history with Black history because Black music is world music. That's what it is, you know. Um, so and the last movement of that piece was I used that on the album you know, the last movement, that same groove and everything. I decided to use that on the album uh, to have uh, a, a, a guest, you know, a guest feature who I'll talk about a little bit later, uh, that guest feature uh, to rock on, you know? So so with the pandemic, I became more creative um, and everything. It just really was busier. And also too, I wasn't spending as much money because I wasn't going out. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like I was spending mm-hmm. more on like, Spending more money on just like, you know, just groceries and everything and not spending on traveling. Like I said, like I mentioned, I only went to New York less than 10 times in, in a 15, 16 month span since the pandemic started, you know? And wow. if I did go to New York, it was for a doctor's appointment or a dentist's appointment um, and everything like that. And then my de- I made sure my dentist was on point. They They're on point anyway. So I knew that was going to be cool, you know? So... And I mean, I, they had they had the whole outbreak stuff on, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> so you know they weren't playing, so uh, you know, so so like, it was real. So, um, but no, I, I I would take a lift to the city. I wouldn't take the train. I wouldn't take any type of public transition at all for sixteen months. I
0: still so, yeah. I still try to limit how often I get on the train because oh. n- now now on the trains people think it's over and they're just not wearing masks. Oh yeah, you know I double
1: I, mean? I double my mask. Yep. Yeah, yep, yeah. I double my like, mask. I just
0: I. I yeah, I, I I take cabs and until yeah. I get my own my own vehicle. But like TBD. Yeah, <laughs> yeah.
2: You know, it's it, funny it's like, for people to think that not recognize that we are still in a in a pande- pandemic. Um, and you know, B is right about that. People think it is over. But Nabate, it was good to hear about how you were still able to create during that time, right? Like you mm-hmm. still were able oh. to find ways to create, and like you said, you were teaching and doing other things of that nature. Mm-hmm. Um. And do you feel like, I'm kind of going to build off of Brian's question a little bit on that, but do you feel like you this was the most you were pushed? Because you said you were more creative. Do you feel like this is the most mm-hmm. you were pushed creatively in this period during during the pandemic? Do you feel like this wow. is the most you've been pushed? Yeah. Actually, actually, it's funny you say that. I felt it was easier
1: for me to create. Oh. Um, because the pandemic got me to slow down. It was a great part of my life, to be honest. Like my wife and I w- were running around like chickens with our heads cut off, you know, before the pandemic started, especially that year 2019, 2020 and everything like that, just running all over the place, you know? Um, and and it got us a chance to slow down and enjoy each other because cause I got married in June, 2019. So it was like, got us to really, you know, kind of slow down. Um, but but it was but the cre- creation was natural and organic. It wasn't forced. Um, I felt like I wasn't writing like writing for composing for a gig or composing for a deadline for for an artist or a deadline for 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 an album or or anything like that or being hired for a film score a deadline. I wasn't writing for a deadline. I was writing for myself. Um, so it was it was. It's funny, I, I push myself to be more consistent in my composition and in my practice, but I but it wasn't a situation where I felt like I needed to, you know, like have like it was more relaxed. Like I did do tracks for people and stuff like that for friends and everything like that. Like during you know, during the pandemic, but it was it felt like it was more natural, you know. I felt yeah. really felt within myself. It was a lot of solitude,
2: you yeah. know. That's nah. That's what's up. Cause I can see how that helps with the creativity. You have mm-hmm. always. We talked about this the last time you were on with us. We was them all in person. But it's it, how important was it for this album to continue the blending of hip hop with jazz? You've always been very focused on that. You're a big hip hop head like us. What was the importance for you on this album of, of making sure you had some of the hip hop sounds in it as well too? Ooh, I think I think for sure is just what I what i felt was so vital
1: cuz that's what i grew up on of course you know i mean queens like queens you know queen queens has some of the greatest artists to ever live you know what i mean and like being around that and stuff like that and and everything like i felt it's 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 always in me you know and stuff like that and 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 um so it's just like with 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 hip hop and and you know hip hop is like and what's so funny is that sampled records hip-hop samples jazz records sample old r&b which stems from jazz you know it's like jazz has always been that brand that excuse me that root while the branches have always been other styles and 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 i love like also another thing too like i really was like a sample head like back like over the past 10 years i've really researched samples you know and researched like old obscure records i've never heard of you know Um, and everything of jazz artists, I never even heard of, you know, and everything. And like, just having that, um, you know, research and that, and then it inspired me to write more creative music because as you know, sampling is such people uh, down sampling, Um, but sampling is a a great thing because it gets younger generation of people to know about the older artists, including myself being that younger generation, knowing the older artists and everything, so. yeah, so that's that's what I love about you know like that natural organic flavor of hip hop and jazz.
0: You don't have to you don't have to hate on anybody with the answer to this question, but like and Dex will fill me on this too. Do you hate when people like sample but don't sample well? Because that shit pisses me off, and I feel Ooh. like we're getting. I feel like we've gotten some of that uh, over the last I don't know five years or so, especially in the that, TikTok
1: era. More recently. That's. Yes, that's a great point. But the one thing I do respect about sampling is that um you can create it however you want to create it. However you want to arrange it. But those experimentations like Brian like you said kind of fall short. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Like but I do respect when people make that experimentation and you know, hey, rather go down in flames. You know what I mean? Like you know, I rather I rather be I rather be like like Kevin Costner and In a tin cup, you know what I'm saying. His cat, Roy McAvoy, I think his name was. So yeah, like yeah, 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 you know what I'm saying. Like go down flames, you know. Keep keep trying to get that second shot in the green, you know what I mean. And so, but guess what? At the end, he was more memorable, you know. Right, yeah, like that. But um, but no, but seriously, no, I I know what you're saying, Brian. Like um, and the problem is. More and more younger generations do not even know music. There's no music education. Mm. They don't know anything of older music. They don't listen to it. Um, you know, like that's the problem. And I think back in the in the seventies, eighties, and nineties, those producers had an idea of like older music. You know, more more of a um, and and also some music education. Like you know, for example, Rockin played saxophone. And his mm. aunt is Ruth Brown. You know, was Ruth Brown, the great art, the great legendary RB and jazz singer. You know what I mean? Like, like that, like, for, oh, Nazo Oludaro. I was gonna, you know I was I mean? literally
0: about to mention that. Yep. Nazo you know, Oludaro.
1: Right. Yeah. James N. Tume, who's a little older in that generation, much a little like another generation. Jimmy Heath is his father. You know, what I what didn't mean? know that. I actually did yeah. not know that. Ah, yeah. And wow. then, oh. For example, Jean Grey. Too, she's not a producer, but Jean Grey. Her parents are Satima B, uh, Satima B Benjamin and Abdullah Ibrahim, two of the greatest artists. You know what I mean? Like, uh Jean Grey, you know. yeah, South <laughs> African. You know, so yep. so it's like I'm trying to think, and I bet you I'll come up with some more people that have like that have the connection to. Oh, Khalees. I mean, she. You know. She was okay artist, you know, but her father's Kenny Rogers, the great saxophone. Kenny
2: Rogers. I knew so that I knew. Like, Yeah.
1: Yeah, so it's kind of like you look at that connection of, like, my generation, a little older, had that connection, but now the younger generation with no music education, instruments are being fizzled out. People think instruments are whack. They want to, you know, just they think music is just something that that you could just come up with you know on a on a on a beatbox i'm sorry on a machine they're making you know, beats and on that, their phone now yeah, making. that's the problem and no theory, ain't no more pro tools no, yeah, yeah, no idea of notes and harmony and stuff like that and then what pisses what really pisses me off are these these um these uh uh pages and these websites that emphasize you to like like be able to play chords, not playing them on your own, not learning them on your own, but but playing chords like just one chord on a key or something like that, and then you have a chord, you have a pad. Like, what is that? What happened to learning the the artistry of how to play the chord? What the what the um what the, what what the um uh the, the type of you know the the quality of the chord, major, minor, augmented, diminished. What happened to learning that? and knowing the time to- the tones and the and the timbre of those chords. Now you easily play a chord instead of learning how to actually play
2: piano. It's, it's re- I it's could go on and on about it. that pissing me off, you know? Nah, sure. it should it should it should piss you off. And I do think I think you made a great point about how it affects the music and even like hip hop, right? And how it affects that. I realize mm. myself, Nabate, I'm gonna be forty this year and I wow. still I still look at albums and i'm looking at i'll go whether it's even online i'm looking at the production notes and looking about who sampled what i want to research on this. all who sampled this who Mm said what was the sample here and i go back and oh this is a jazz artist i never heard of or Mm -hmm. like and i don't i don't know i wonder i know brian is in it too because brian's a hip-hop head he's sort of an old soul but Mm -hmm. i i i remember this is how i got into ahmad jamal you know when i heard the world is yours
1: Nas. Right. this is
2: how I. This is how I got into Donald Bird from New York State of Mind and learning what that yes. sample was. That's Yo, like that's right. a classic album. And I just gave you two classic artists that are mm-hmm. connected. And you, I'm yes. glad you mentioned that about Nas and Olu Dara, right? And you know, obviously our mm-hmm. podcast is named after a Nas song, right? Yes, sample. yes. Indeed. Great example in that in Human Nature, Michael Jackson. Mm-hmm. You, what you, it makes you really think that point you said about how much of the influence these guys. Who grew up around musicians, even from a different art form, a different genre, but yeah. they were around the musicality, the creation of that, right? Mm-hmm. And look, and it and look what that got us. It got us Nas and a great album like Elmatic yeah. that has great producers and everybody on it. Mm-hmm. And I if young people are watching this, man, I'm not saying you gotta rock with everything old. I'm not saying you got to. But go back, learn a little. It it lets you understand, you gotta know your history to know where you're going. That just that's mm-hmm. the point I want to make on that. Speaking of knowing your yeah, go ahead. Go ahead, about that. Go, 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 go. And we learned about 250
1: years ago with the you know how, how this country was raped and pillaged. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. We learn you want to learn about that, you need to like take advantage of your YouTubes, take advantage of of like the nice. Googles, where you can research things and be able to have that. You know, there's a great website that I know you both know called WhoSample.com. Yep. Yep. That's my favorite. Dex goes on you know, it for
0: every every hip hop mm-hmm. album that he loves, he, 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 and, and how it
1: marks on it. where
2: it starts and it yep. marks where it starts. You know where the yeah. sample starts and everything. Yeah, and as yeah. you go and listen to the other one, and I'll, I'll see that because you know what the thing. I'm just. I'm sorry, we're going on a tangent here, but one of the <laughs> things I love about <laughs> who sampled and what I loved when I was learning about samples as I was growing up, especially being a jazz fan and a hip hop fan, was like, oh well, I'm amazed how that person heard that and then mm-hmm. decided to put this into this song, or this became the stem of this song. You know, it's, it's, it's amazing. Like, yes. you, we brought this up. The world is yours, right? Yes. That is a eight-second piece of it that is looped by Pete Rock from a Jamal in one part, and which is mm-hmm. you know, amazing to hear that and then turn it into what it is. That's, that's beautiful. But what we mm-hmm. know as Black people and minorities, we've been creating stuff out of nothing. We've been doing that. We've been, been doing that, the, the magic. You know what I'm saying? That's why they, love, they
1: love, they love, they love the, the, the take it. You know what I'm saying? Others love right. to take it and love to manipulate it. and How they do? Right. It. That's you know that's what the uh-huh. music
2: is. We know? we've been doing it. Our Latino brothers and sisters have been doing it. And, and, we could we could do, do we and, could do an hour and, on just
0: salsa. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We we, we could
2: yeah. do that. Yeah, and And you know we've seen that. We've seen that even in the Latino community how they. have They've remixed and flipped from different styles, and it, it's beautiful. And man, mm-hmm. kids need to go up on that. We got to move. Speaking of it's old too school. too
0: stripped okay. down now. That's the point.
2: Yeah, too <laughs> stripped down. Good segue here, because we're speaking of old school and the legends. Okay. Yeah. Well, I looked at the track list for this album, Navate. And <laughs> you got, you know, Body Farhar. You got Mumu Fresh here. You got Nicky yeah. Greer. Okay. Mm-hmm. You got Cardinal yes. Fish now. Shout out to the T-Dot. Caribbean. That's, that, that's, that's one of the D. names
0: that jumped out at me too.
2: Oh, you know, man, I was guy. like, oh, legend. Oh shit. Legend. But <laughs> oh, man. but I want you to talk about the features, Nabate, but we gotta talk about you got the legend. You got Mr. Chuck D. There. Yes. Yeah. I would like to say this. I don't care, you young'ins out there, what you gotta <laughs> say. Let me and I'll put the camera on me for this. <laughs> <laughs> When it comes to rapping... Don't, don't uh, talk your shit, Dan. Thank, thank, thank you, Nabate. <laughs> when it comes to rapping, there aren't too many better people at rapping than Chuck D. Okay? Ooh. It's like I say about Black Thought all the time. He's up in there, too. Ooh, and mm-hmm. talks about pure rapping to give you mm-hmm. bars and knowledge and flow and shout out to Chuck D. Also a Knicks fan. Shout out to Chuck D. So yes, indeed. Chuck D. But our guy, Nabate. He got Chuck D on the album. <laughs> How did yes. that happen? Please man. let us know. You got Chuck D on this album, bro. Shout out
1: to Shout out to that brother. Man, like uh he got and I gotta he got two new apps that that he actually texted me about. And this is where I wanna definitely give it up to these apps. I wanna shout them out real quick. Cause now with the 15th anniversary of hip-hop coming all you know all throughout the year 2023, this year, you know. Uh he got some apps going on, um, which is uh bring the uh, it's actually uh yeah, bring the noise, you know what I'm saying, which is one app and everything. And then um there's another app, Test Flight, as well. So he's gonna I, I wanna definitely share more about it when, when he, you know, because he's be sending me stuff. I'm like, wow, it's all this information is overwhelming, you know what I mean? So but but no, but um Chuck D how it came about. I met Chuck through a family friend back in the late nineties. Um, and, and, uh, so what happened was, you know, Chuck was looking for like a band and stuff like that, um, and everything. And, 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 and he heard a group I put together and was interested in stuff like that. Um, but it it just fell through and everything. So, so we, we would run into each other kind of similar situations I said, um, off air about, about John Singleton, you know, how we run into each other throughout the years and stuff. But it's so funny. When I was a producer on NBA Radio, he always listened to a show I produced, which was the the afternoon drive show. And he would always listen to that show. And then he would always shout me out. He found my Twitter handle and shout me out along with the two hosts of that show. Um, So what happened was, you know, like uh, like he started to follow me, and we started to keep in touch through Twitter. And then when I left uh, SiriusXM, like we kept in touch, you know, and then he was a big supporter of my album. And then he started to put two and two together on knowing that we met through, through, um, through our mutual friend, you know? Um, so it was really dope how that worked. So, so he kind of really got into what I was doing on the sports production tip. And then what happened after that was that he saw that, Oh, wow, it's a great artist. And then having Elza on the record and everything and being, you know, writing all the music, almost all the music and having like a, 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 a eclectic palette of, of sounds and timbres. Um, so then we kept in touch and and, and then I, I wanted to have him on, and that uh, goes back to what I was talking about with uh, Same Stripe, Different Life of like the 400 years of oppression of black and brown people, the fourth movement, uh, you know, called We're Targets. And it talked about uh, black and brown men being shot and killed by the police. You know, and, and really it being magnified over the past 30 years um, and everything, even more than that, I mean, Come on, it's gone along for, for, for centuries. But I mean, it's really with the news media era and television and stuff like that, it's really been exposed like over the past 30 years, especially now during the Black Lives Matter movement and everything. And so I was like, he would be perfect. To rock on this, so I ended up taking the. It was a beat at first, and then shout out to Sam Barsh, who's the producer of the album again. Uh, shout out uh, to Alacore Pete, Mike Holden. He's a great MC out of LA. He was playing percussion, so it was the it was a trio thing for the for the commission for the festival of new trumpet music, and then Chuck, I was able to put a full band together, get that going, and get that beat really thumping. And then Chuck did his thing to talk about what, what was just going on in, in the society and everything. And and that's how we um and he and he totally jumped on it. And and then he got me. It was funny, we he it was able to, he said, Hey, since I can do this, why don't you do this for me? Um, I'm doing I'm doing a, a track for the Willie Mays documentary by Nelson oh. George, you know, on HBO Max, you know. And he was like, "Hey, I need some trumpet on this. Can you play trumpet for me on that?" I so, said, "Almost definitely." And then that's how we collaborated. that was that was the track the closing track on um the hbo max documentary willie may so just bless merging sports and music together wow. you know wow. and, and, and and chuck knew and chuck knows i'm a big baseball fan. i had him on the podcast on my podcast where they at Gonna the, shout out my podcast where they at where yep, i interview all the fame athletes um and it's coming back february 2023 i took a year off because being a new dad and also because of this album i felt there was too much going on Mm-hmm. I let, so, it took gave it a break. Now it's coming back um, in a month or so um, with some new episodes. But Chuck, we he was on the podcast during the pandemic, and we talked about baseball, basketball, music, and everything like that. So. So great to collaborate him on two different tracks
2: uh, in Oh, that's crazy. That's yeah. crazy. When Ch- and when Chuck D asks you to play trumpet, you don't say no. Right. <laughs> right. No, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. You don't say no. I mean, like, oh, Nabate, man. I don't think there was any thought where you were like, I'm going to say no to this. Like, no. Nah. <laughs> <laughs> especially I because I, Chuck-
0: I imagine Chuck D is not, especially in 2023, he not out here just handing out features.
2: You yeah, know what I mean? Right. So, you,
0: you right. know, you got to do it right. yeah, solid, yeah, you yeah. know? Yeah, oh, yeah, man. Chuck D man. hand out yeah.
1: I want want to ask
0: real quick, real quick, staying on Chuck D, just for – you don't have to give too much away. But I imagine he's got a lot of shit on his mind, given what we've endured as a people of the last few years Uh, and what he's he's, endured throughout his life. So was the verse – like, I I assume he delivered uh, much to your liking, yes? Yes,
1: yes. He Don't give it away now, but, you know, I'm sure – and all he did was ask for themes that I that I wanted to cover, you know, that's like, uh, and that's it. Like, just he said, G- yeah, give me a couple themes you want to cover, and then he came out and and elaborated and, and enhanced those themes, you know, mm. um, and 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 that was the thing. So that's why I was like, it was so dope. Like, you know, we named it ba- uh, Bate's, like, because he calls me Bate instead of <laughs> now Bate calls me Bate, which. It's so funny. He's the first cat to call me by that name because back when I was growing up, there was there was Nah, you know, people would call me Nah, like uh-huh. you know, like that. But no one called me just Bate. Like Chuck was that guy, and and also too, like I also I wasn't even for nicknames that much. Only for people I was close to, you know. Um, but yeah, Bate's letter from Mr. Chuck meaning he was writing a letter on what he sees in the world, and he was writing it to me. So that was the concept.
2: Oh, oh boy! Crazy. Yeah. Chuck D, yeah. Chuck D yeah, on the Bate's yeah. album. <laughs> All right, yeah, so that, that also, yeah. if he Abate, calls you
0: Bate, you gotta just roll with it, like that's, that's right. That's your B.O.T.E. You understand? Like,
1: <laughs> and, and Public Enemy, let me tell y'all that they got me into hip hop. Public Enemy, hmm. BDP. That's that's what got me into hip hop. You know, Chuck D and KRS. You know,
2: that's, got you Keras, you know? that's, that's, that's dope, man. Uh, I gotta ask you this, right? Because you know, the first album, you had Elzai on, and El-Zai, yes, shout out. you know, I remember, I remember the day I first listened to the track, because I texted you, and I was like, bro, this Elzai feature, <laughs> yeah, yeah. it's crazy. Yeah. Like, <laughs> and I El-Zai is one of my favorite lyricists, so I was like, I was excited, yes. even when, I remember when you told me you were getting him, and you were getting it before I heard the single, and then I heard mm-hmm. it, and I was like, yo, and also, for people who haven't listened, Nabate played the shit out of the horn, on yeah. that like uh, you killed the trumpet <laughs> on that so you got you got LZI you got Chuck D what is your dream hip hop collaboration if you could have one person on a track with you you know they're going to give you I don't care 16, 32 whatever they're going to give you who's the one person you would want to have on a track with Nabate who is who's yeah. that person I have like I have two I have two All right, will, 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 uh, Brian can we let him have two can he have two
1: yeah, you got yeah. Okay, okay, they can, cool, both, cool, they can cool, both be cool. on the third <laughs> album.
2: You know what I'm saying? There we go. There we go. Album. That's why there go. My, budget,
1: my budget will be gone. <laughs> 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 you know, like, but but I gotta say Nasir Jones. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm hey. saying? N- Jones will be that's it, because he's my favorite rapper of all time. Same. You know, Queens represent, you know what I'm saying? And this cat is more than an artist, more than a rapper, you know. He's he just is a persona. He's a he's a his image just illuminates, you know. Um and of course his dad, who I'm I'm really cool with and it was funny, the one time I met I kinda I, I kinda followed the one time I met Nas. You know what I mean? I met him at the Blue Note. Uh, shout out to Keon Harrell. Keon does a lot of work with Nas and stuff. I'm, I'm like jealous of Keon working with Nas. I'm like, Dang, you know, uh, uh, Keon is like brilliant trouble player. Shout out to him. That's the homie. Um, but but Nas, um, when I met him, like I mentioned one thing i said how's your dad doing cuz i i speak to oludara like occasionally um god you know he he's doing well god god look out for him cuz you know he's he has he's been retiring he's been basically home you know um and everything so i need i actually got to give him a call see how he's doing but um oludara is like someone that when i would go to the jam sessions in harlem and everything like in the early when i was in my early 20s he would you know, he really dug how I played and stuff, and then I would go see him play and gave me his number. We talked, hung out a couple of times. And I asked Nas how how's Olu doing? And he was like, Oh, he's doing good. Nas was like like <laughs> it was a question he doesn't really hear, you know. And and whenever Olu and I talked, we never really talked about his son. I, I'm not into doing that. There's a couple of other Fathers of celebs that I know um, that I don't talk about their sons. It's just, just about them. You know what I mean? Like, unless yeah, they're mentioned, yeah. you know, and stuff. So, um, but no, but Olu is just so great. And so that was the one time I announced, but there were so many different things I wanted to ask Naz, and I that just, my mind, I I just was yeah. like, that's, <laughs> I was like, one of the few times I was like, like shell shocked. You know what I mean? Like, it was so funny. Yeah, yeah. Like One other time I was kind of sh- like, like starstruck. Uh, was Herbie Hancock. I interviewed him for a virtual uh, masterclass that that I did uh during the pandemic. Um but it wasn't as bad because I knew I was going to have Herbie on so I prepared, you know, to do the and, and also I was doing a lot of my podcasts at that time, so I was already I was in that mindset um and everything. So so that was yeah, but then a couple of times I uh, who else? I I I can't I I think of some names of people that have been starstruck, but very rare, you know, but Nas, so Nas is one, Nasir John. Nas, so
2: Nas is, Nas is one that you would have, yeah, okay. Yes, sir.
1: Yes, sir. And the other cat, like, my favorite artist of this generation, Kendrick Duckworth,
2: you oh, know, man. K-Dot,
1: Kendrick uh, Lamar, you know, like, man, that's, man. those are the two cats, like, and he's untouchable, because, you know, with, he has his people he works with and everything, with a feature, God knows how much he charge, you know, but, um those are the two cats, Nas and Kendrick Lamar.
2: Okay, those I mean it's cats. funny. It's funny with both those guys cuz I could hear them, you know, both those guys have done a lot with uh jazz influenced sound. Obviously Kendrick with the nice. Butterfly. Um mm-hmm. still with yeah, samples. I mean, still with sample heavy with
0: albums. Nas and hip right. Boy. Hit boy also by the way, somebody who mm-hmm. you want to talk about dudes that are keeping sampling alive. Yes. I mean, on the on oh, yeah. the King's Disease trilogy, and then also Magic, which Dexter Ooh. absolutely we both love it. But that this oh, is this, this is one of Dexter's favorite albums in the last like five, ten years. No, no joke. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, Magic, yeah. magic. <laughs> magic, Magic,
2: is great. Magic yeah. is great. Yeah. Yeah. Magic is great. Yes. Yes. Like I, 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 I love Magic. Um, it's it's raw. We're gonna get to some favorite albums in a bit. I like mm. I like your choices there, Dabate, And I'm gonna be like Brian on this. We're gonna put the blessings out into the universe that. Yo, man, it's gonna happen. You're gonna get them features, man. You're gonna get Nas. You'll get Kendrick. Oh, and that, that, Cause look, listen, man. man, you got Chuck D. I feel like it only can go up for you from here. Like is it, yeah, you know what I'm saying? Just just yeah, so. just don't, just, just don't be getting that, don't get any of those rappers that don't respect the art or respect the sampling. They can't come oh, on man. the next oh, album. Can't. We can't no. we can't have that. We can't because if that happens, that. Brian's gonna be like, "Yo, what's going on with Navate? Like, what, what, what happened?" <laughs> I, I was yeah. trying
0: to, I was trying to think of a name to be funny, but like, I can't even come up with the names of somebody. Of nah,
2: people. we ain't gonna put no names. I'm not even we gonna we, we, we names. ain't gonna do that. There, there are
0: other, there are other artists, by the way, that I think Navate, like you, if you get them, like they, they would make some dope, uh, dope collaborations. I'm not. sure. I think Sky Zoo is like, one. Yeah. I think Sky Sky Zoo is one like one of the first Love ones that to mind. As somebody yeah. who, he's another one. Who raps over a ton? And this is how, like, we've talked to him about this: ton of jazz samples.
2: He jazz influenced hip
0: hop. He loves jazz. Mm-hmm. He probably he probably blends hip hop and jazz as much as anybody who's actively rapping.
1: That's right. And I That's feel like right.
0: that no, would be that would be a home run. And
1: yeah, and I'll was. never forget Sky Skazoo. I remember, remember the BET uh uh one hundred and six the Park. Remember the uh, Freestyle Fridays?
0: Yeah. Well, yeah, guys, yeah, yeah. He was
1: a contestant yeah. was against contestant. against against uh, uh Jin, the Jin. Chinese rapper. Oh, shit. I thought- well, I forgot. Oh, wow, this is a yeah, throwback. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And yeah. I remember Sky, so I was like, this cat's nice. You know, I thought he was. You know, back then, and now look at their careers now. You know what I'm saying? Kind of like great. it doesn't matter. You know, did he, where, did he, he you know? win? Did he? Oh, well, oh Jin. Gen- Jin Gen was won. the one that had that run. When I he remember that. Seven. Yeah, yeah. And I he hit, think he had to win seven in a row.
0: He had like one one song that I kind of liked, Jin, but that was about it. I think
1: it was yeah, Learn that, Chinese, right? Learn Chinese, that one. It's
0: just there was no. He had another one too that said that the beat was fire, but this was a while yeah. ago. Um, yeah, yeah that,
2: shout out, that's shout a good point. Shout out to Jin. Shout out to. Shout out to who so we'll go check out him that new album by yeah. him. Mind is same mm-hmm, yes. really good. Uh, back to, I wanted, I wanted to go back to your first album for a second, the Bate, mm-hmm. because I, I always hear, I think for anybody, when you create anything, you take lessons from things you've done before and to mm-hmm. something that you're doing now. Uh, what are the lessons you learned from making eclectic excursions to making end motion? Like, and, and how did that affect the process? I know you talked about you're more creative, you had more time with the pandemic, but did you learn any lessons from the first album that you applied to the process of making this album?
1: Ooh, I learned creatively. Um, that's a good question. I I think creatively executing, for lack of a better word, my vision more with the second album. Uh, also, to implementing more like um, more, dan- like up tempo, like kind of like being able to. Yeah, I can't explain it. I felt like my vision was more clearer because Eclectic Excursions, there were a few compositions that just came out of, like, you know, organically, which is great, too, being an artist, being a jazz musician. But um, I felt like um, In Motion was more focused, like the concept was more focused. And also, too, like, um, and also with, you know, how, also how I wanted to produce it, the after effect of it, I was really more hands-on with, with my brother Sam Barsh, hands-on with the, um, with the crafting of the album and more of a vision of the album. So I guess that, so the lesson, and also overall, like, um, wow, I felt, and Collective Discursions was more organized, like, like business-wise you know in motion was more like you know like kind of a scramble a little bit which is kind of weird right you know like kind of had that difference you know but um but overall i felt creatively it was more focused and more right. in
2: line to a vision all right that's the, i mean, yeah, i'm excited to hear that with it all right i want to talk a little hip-hop with you um mm-hmm. last year you know brian and i we just finished our um Hip hop awards. I wanted to ask you what your favorite hip hop albums of 2022 were. We just we had out. How was what were some hip hop albums you really were rocking with last year um, that you really liked? I know you always staying up on the music. So, what did you really like from last year? Yeah, I mean, I love the Push album. You know what I'm saying? Push his album was dope. The Freddie
1: Gibbs album was killing. Now Dex, who you weren't really a fan of Freddie Gibbs. Yo, right?
2: here's the thing. I, yo, this this is good. this shows you how much time has passed. And I, Brian is happy. Brian's happy for this because yo, yo, I'm glad you remember this, Navate. Because I was like, kind of. I don't want to say I was anti Freddie Gibbs. I just was not as high as Brian was.
0: He he didn't get it yet. I didn't. Yeah, talking, oh, like oh, you. oh,
2: thank you. <laughs> <laughs> so but you know, you know, you know, Brian. You know, Brian, yeah. my guy, and Brian was so high on him. And then Brian, I finally listened to um uh. You only was it you only live twice. Was that this is EP when year? it started? Yeah, it was twenty. Yeah, he, he
0: dropped. You only live twice after he got twice. out of the Austrian prison in 2017. And I actually, which really speaking like, of samples, I, speaking of samples, had the Sade sample in there in uh yeah. in uh, mm. crushed glass, crushed yes. glass, crushed right. glass.
2: And I really enjoyed that project. And mm-hmm. I listened to Pinata and I kind of was like, eh. but what I really liked, what really kind of got me Afraid of. No, before Alfredo, Bandana. 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 I was very high on Bandana. I really liked a lot of the samples of bandana. I thought I thought Freddie's rapping became a bit more focused. And that was the second album. That was the second The man Second man, man. man. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And, yeah, and yeah. I think that man I think that and Alfredo, I like both of those projects a lot, along with your twice. Loose. And yeah, oh. I think, but I think I think Freddie's songmaking got better. Before I saw him as just this guy who could spit, but then I felt like the song making got better. And I think he's really improved on that. And I yeah, he's 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 somebody I listen to now. Which, if you listen to 2017 me on this podcast, <laughs> I was clowning Brian all the time. <laughs> now, you know what I'm saying? Like I was clowning him all the time. Girl, I was like, oh, he talks about Freddie Gibbs. He always talks about Freddie. In your defense,
0: in your defense, the song making yes. has gotten better uh yeah. like,
2: I, I think I was, i'm i fair on that and you I, the last time i was rolling my eyes when levante was with us and i'm like oh freddie gibbs uh, and i was a fan member i was 2018
0: and this you was know, that man. was before bandana that was just when he had so in 20 in 2018 he dropped freddie which is the album which that I not came out of for. nowhere
1: um, yeah. which yeah.
0: I thought was pretty good, but it's not something I revisited a lot. With
1: like the 80s, the, met, yeah, the yeah.
2: early 80s cover, which yeah. is one of the illest the covers. covers the know? cover was like, dope. I will say that. The cover yeah. was dope.
0: The cover <laughs> yeah. was dope. The theme is dope. And then he also had the the collab EP with uh, Currency, which I think may have been 2017, actually. I think that uh, was. It had mm-hmm. some joints on it. He has a joint on yes. there named Willie Lloyd, which is it's one of my favorites.
1: And speaking, so,
2: yeah. man. Oh, yeah, go ahead. No, go, go ahead.
1: Go, go, go. No, and speaking of currency, man, I gotta still hear that album that he did. Um, heard it's uh, good. good.
2: Yeah, yeah. That with Alchemist, I gotta We're hear Alchemist. that. I man. didn't listen to that either. i, I heard know, it's, I it's good. Bad. I haven't
0: gotten to it yet. I gotta do that. Did oh you like?
2: Any, did you like anything else from last year about Besides, you said a oh, uh, well, push. You said well, uh, yeah, Freddie. push. Uh, Freddie, uh, of course,
1: uh, Kings Disease three. Of course, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, oh, man, and then I'm trying to think. There wasn't really anything else. Oh, I forgot. The Rock Mark. and Rock Marciano. and Alchemist. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Uh, That's yo. why I was like, I got to hear the currency Alchemist. That's why. But yo, Rock Marciano is so on. That dude is He's yo, true hip-hop. He's Brian true hip-hop. Hold yeah. on, Dex. Name. Don't do this. Don't do this. <laughs> oh, he's not a do fan of Rock Marciano.
0: Why? hold on hold on i i i like rock i like rock marciano to a point but like this is kind of this is kind of like it reminds me of certain boxing conversations where like there are just some dudes that like are king of the underground so to speak that a lot of why 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 you got to put the one the one cam on me right now There are just certain dudes that I feel like my underground loving hip hop head friends put on a pedestal that I'm just like, it just it it just doesn't land with me in that same way. I appreciate mm-hmm. Rock Marciano though, but like, there are just albums that I like more last year. You know?
2: Yeah. Yeah. What, did you like did you did you like Mr. Morale and the Big Steppers? Oh man, I didn't mention. it. You know what? It. I...
1: Okay, it took me a while. The reason why, because you got to sit down and really inhale that. You know what I'm saying?
2: No, That's no, so no, deep. It's we so talked deep. about this
1: for a, for a yeah. bit. We talked about this on yeah. the yeah.
2: podcast. Shout out, shout out to our man, Greg Silvander, who was on with us. Nabate, the first listen for me of that album, and I, I I told Brian this. I listened to it when I was tired, and I actually came, I listened to it, and I was like, can't you fall off here? Like, I... I, <laughs> I, I, I I, 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 But you would know what it was. I was tired. I don't think I gave it a good <laughs> listen. And it's such a dense, it's a dense album, right? Yeah. And yes. I went back and I, and like, I love it. And Brian and I differed in this in our end of the year album rankings. I had it as my number one. He does number Great. eight. And Brian, I want, I'll rehash it if people haven't heard it. Brian gave good points in that I think there are songs that are hard to go back and listen to because of how dense it is. And I don't mm-hmm. disagree with him on that. But I liked the vulnerability. I like the musicality on the album. Kendrick obviously is rapping good. So I like it was still in the top for me. Yeah. And what's what's so dope about it is that the Marvin Gaye sample joint
1: that he did um, was not on the album, which is dead. I love that. That's, some,
2: that's when you know he's a bad cat. You know what I'm saying, yo,
1: have that, you know? Like, <laughs> yo, you,
2: listen, listen. First of all, I love that I Want You album, Marvin Gaye. All you kids out there, go listen to that. Yeah, man, first of all, it's a great that's, album. That's a great album. Mm-hmm. But when I heard, I remember, I remember when I heard the when I heard the drums come in, right? The Ooh. bongos on there, and I said, man. "Yo, he did not rap over this. No, no, no. Woo,
1: mm-hmm. Beach hey, Shout just, out to
2: Beach Noise for flipping that sample. It was great.
1: Oh yeah. man, that yeah. you know that is crazy. And, and and you know, and you know what producer I want to work with? I would love it, man. Soundwave, this. Soundwave. Sound Sound wave. Okay, Soundwave. Sound wave. You know what I'm saying that dude, man, because I I remember listening to Soundwave back when Kendrick before uh,
2: Section 80. Baby. You know what I'm saying?
1: Yeah, he's a talented you
2: know? brother. Yeah, he's a talented brother at Soundwave. Shout out to Soundwave. Yo, gotta ask you this. Uh, and this is for all of us. What are you looking forward to this year in hip-hop? What, what are you looking forward to? What albums would you like to see? artists you want to see drop an album? Oh, that I want to see drop. Yeah, that, that you want to see drop. Yeah, you want to see drop. You know
1: what? I would love, I would love to see. Trying to, oh, I would love, man, I would love to see what uh, what Griselda would do again. You know what I'm saying? Like if they came out together with an album. You know what I mean? Yeah, Yeah, because Conway, Conway came out with some ill. You know his album was dope. You know Conway albums dope. Shout out to him. Uh, Benny was dope, you know. Um, as well his album, and then um, and then Westside. I think West Side just came out, right? A couple months yeah. ago.
0: Yeah, yeah so they he always you know, comes
1: out. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, right, right. So I, I will be interested, in Griselda. I'll be interested. You know what? Of artists that haven't put out, I would want to see what the Roots do. You know what I mean? Like ah, uh, you they, what, but then on that Fallon money, which I'm totally cool. <laughs> I, yeah. That's what is beautiful. Look, you know,
2: I'm. Mean? I I, I I'm not mad, mad. Oh, I'm not mad. We didn't even mention the Black Thought Danger Mouse album, which was dope. Um, oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Black oh, yeah, Thought apparently
0: dope. has another one coming out this year that I heard, not with Danger Mouse, but with
2: somebody else. Did you sure about I this? I think that's gonna be. It might be the one with Static Selector. The Static Selector talked to us about when he came on here. Might be that one. I should gotta it up. Yeah, but I. So send me that when you hear Brian. I didn't. El
0: El Michelle's affair? I don't know if I'm pronouncing that right. Oh, I thought El El Michael's affair. El Michelle's affair. Spell Michelle's. Uh, oh, glorious. It's called Glorious Game. I don't know what that.
1: Means.
2: Oh, okay. Apparently well, it says
0: April Fourteenth, gonna... but I'm not sure.
2: Oh, well, I'm but I'm Ooh. with you. I'm with you, Nabate, on that. It's time for a new Roots album. They've been talking about this album, Endgame, for years. The Re-7 oh, the album
1: L-, L. Michael's Affair. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, They're, yeah.
2: Okay. Yeah. So L L-
1: Mike, yeah, I think I think that could be an older... Yeah, I've heard L. Michael's Affair. Yeah, they, they could be an older vibe, actually. Hold on. It's a music band. Wait a minute. Hold on. From two, yeah, yeah, yeah. Leon Michaels. Yeah, Cinematic Soul. Yeah, their group... It's funny. L. Michael's Affair, they did a lot of like very vintage type huh. of hip hop, but like using like vintage sounds from the 70s, you know what I mean? Ooh. And put it into hip hop. So kind of like, you know, like that whole like, um, I, like that set like kind of what Sil Sonic is doing for R&B, it might for hip hop. And that's I think that's really? what I'm aiming aim for. That'll be interesting.
2: Yo, that's really interesting. That would like, be interesting. I'm really intrigued in, in hearing that. Like, that sounds... Yeah. Okay, Brian. First of all, Brian, thank you for sharing that. I'm going to read about this when we're yeah. done with this. But thank mm-hmm. you. Okay. So, you, I'm with you on The Roots. I'd love to see The Roots drop this year. It's been a while. They haven't dropped the album. They haven't dropped the album in 10 years. It's been 10 years. Almost yeah. in oh, May will be damn. 10 years. The I'm last one, one was then you, and, and then you Shot Your Cousin. That's 2013.
1: And who's coming out? Who's
2: going to be coming out soon of the artists that... We like um, like Royce so, Royce so, is dropping right soon. Royce and Primo are supposed to be doing Prime Three. That's supposed to be that's what that that's okay. a rumor, not rumor They said they're doing it. So yeah, mm-hmm. J-, I I would, J Cole I would think is going to drop something this year. Yeah,
0: I I've, I've, I've found a list of albums or artists that are supposedly dropping albums this year. It doesn't say when. I'm not going to go through mm-hmm. all of them, but I'm going to go through ones that I think okay. are interesting. Uh, and I did hear this on his Instagram. I think I think 50 Cent is trying to drop again this year, oh, which. Wow. I have no idea what that's going to sound like in 2023, but I'm going to listen to it.
1: because you know. Yeah, no, no, it'll be, be interesting. Because yeah, his, theme, his, his themes on power, the power themes are killing all of those themes. You know yeah. what I'm yeah. saying? Like, yeah. The music is good. Yeah,
0: you're right about that. Yeah. Not necessarily hip-hop, but Black is supposedly okay. uh, supposed to come out this year, okay. which I'd be interested like- in that. But this one I've been hearing about, uh, Bobby Smurda at some point, like, is going to come out with something. Uh, and he's okay. been... You know, he's been free. Um, there was another one that really caught my attention. Uh, Hit Boy and Anderson Pack.
1: Have y'all heard about this? No. Ooh, look at the faces of you know I mean? That <laughs> would be amazing. Listen, listen. If you want to talk about, I, like, I haven't heard about this until now. And you know Nas and Bruno will be doing the feature. Bruno and Nas will be on that, you know, as a feature, you know, on that and album. Listen, Watch. listen.
2: <laughs> you, shouldn't have, you, boy, should have, you shouldn't have told me that, Brian. I, I, this
1: is, I'm going
0: to, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, to, I got to do some research on this because like wow. if this comes out, I'm talking about this will be my most anticipated project in, in a few months. Um. Mm-hmm. Okay, this is from an article from January 6, 2023, and this is on all the blogs, including Hip Hop DX. Uh,
2: mm-hmm. Hit Boy yeah. says
0: he has a whole album worth of songs with Anderson oh, Pack uh,
2: and said that yeah. he can
0: release a whole album with him in 2023 if he wanted to. If he oh wanted my to.
1: My goodness. I, well, he better want to. Um,
0: yeah. <laughs> oh, and, 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 some, and speaking of TDE, I would like to hear from J Rock this year. Because I feel like oh, he yeah. hasn't had an album in a while. We just heard yeah. from Absol. We just heard from Kendrick. Uh Schoolboy Q, I feel like we haven't heard from him. Yes. In a bit, he's he dropping he's basically. dropping this year. He's yeah. he's, he's,
1: he's gonna oh he's gonna drop this year, I believe. Yeah, because I remember hearing about him recording and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And one so. more. Do we
0: think well there's a bunch here. I'm seeing Q tip. I'm seeing those no Face apparently three well, clientele too. Q- uh
2: that that's rumored. Wow. Uh, yeah.
0: There was one more I wanted to get to. How would you feel about J. Cole supposedly dropping the fall off this year, Dex? Is that happening? Oh, yeah.
2: Yeah, I think that's going to happen this year. I mean,
0: the last I, album I, was good. I, I, yeah, I, <laughs> yeah, yeah. And yeah, he's he been on a tear with features. He's been as good as anybody on features the last. Yeah, Johnny P's Caddy. There you go.
2: Johnny P's Caddy. That the was prize verse of the year. Th- th-
0: yeah, yeah. Johnny P right. on, on Benny's album, on Talk that's uh right. Talk that's 4 right. album, project, whatever but when Johnny he said no
1: he said like einstein emc no emc he's, equals me i don't know how he said it but <laughs>
0: yeah <laughs> and but both, and, and and years before that dexter's uh i think verse of the year or at least feature of the year bob lobo with, 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 on Royce's album you feel right. and yeah. then that one stretch where he had like <clears throat> the 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 thing on jeezy's album well uh, uh the yeah. thing like it's on has been he's on a, a, a lot like, Man,
1: on the um on the Jamla joint too. us oh yeah, with raps and and with Rhapsody that's right? Yeah. Sojuna,
2: Sojourner, yeah. truth. Ooh, yeah, I would like that.
0: a rhapsody album in A rhapsody album, twenty twenty three. I would yeah, like that shout, very much. Shout, shout out, to shout, shout, shout her last album.
1: She's,
2: shout had,
0: to
1: she's she's never had. Let me tell you, she, all of her albums have been da- has been a classic or damn near like every one of her albums. She's never had a bad album. Like not even Not even mediocre.
2: Layla's you know, Wisdom you know. and uh what was the last one? I'm sorry. Oh, uh, it? it's a uh, e- uh, it was a uh, um Eve. Eve, Eve. That was yeah. that was a great I album. Which is the, con- the, the concept the, women, black yeah, the, women. All the black and brown mm-hmm. women. Yeah, that was that mm-hmm. was a dope album. Cleo is my yeah, so, shit.
0: I still listen to it. Yeah, I also um, want to hear from uh I don't know if you've heard <clears> of <throat> Dexter. We talked about this on the last uh episode where we did our hip hop roundup. Girl Code, uh if you like old school they're new, very new, but they rap over like you know uh, Mob Deep. You know what I'm L- saying? Uchi. Like they rap
2: over Wu Tang. I'm about to send you some of their stuff. They're two oh, young man. ladies from Brooklyn, yep. but they are they're they, good. I'm, oh, I'm okay. ready
0: for their album. They released an EP last year, which was which was cool. I got it. I got to I'm ready for their full project. Yeah, check, cool, check out definitely.
2: the girl. Okay, yeah. before we get out of here, we got to do some sports, man. We got to do okay, some sports. Okay, cool, cool, um, cool. I, wow, we got time to, flies. Time flies. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we're an hour in. <laughs> time flies. We're hour, hour in. Time flies. Wow, um, wow, The NFL, I hate that they're calling this super wild card weekend. It's corny. It's wild card weekend. Um, mm-hmm. what, what, what were your thoughts? Because there was some crazy games, like the Chargers being the Chargers. Uh, you know, well, you know what I'm saying. The yeah. Giants upset and the Vikings, which shocked everybody. Kirk Cousins shocked me.
1: I picked the Giants all me. the way. Giants money yeah, line, baby.
2: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> there we go. Oh my god. Yeah. yeah.
1: Giants, what? What?
2: What? What? What did you like from the weekend, Abate? What did you like that you saw uh, from the NFL this weekend? My weekend? goodness. Um, I tell you, they were all
1: closely competitive games, except for, of course. Um, well, the cowboys i knew the cowboys would would handle the buccaneers as well. um the buccaneers had a lot of flaws uh defense a lot of injuries up front, you know what i'm saying, in the o line and d line. And let me tell you something. a great a super bowl team, super bowl champion means they have the they have the o line and the d line on lock. You see what i'm saying? Like the trenches is so important on a football team. and Tampa Bay had so many injury injuries. That's why they were only 8 and 9. You know, and, and, and then they, they, were, they were exposed by the Cowboys. The Cowboys have a, a tremendous, always had a tremendous offensive line. Defensive lines even gotten better. And they, yeah, it was no surprise with Dallas. Now with the Giants, no surprise with the Giants because the Giants, think thing is that Minnesota's uh, uh, pass defense is abominable. And it's been that way an entire year. So I knew Daniel Jones. You see, that's the thing with Daniel Jones. I knew he always had the talent, but he never had the coaching. And didn't he have like three offensive coordinators before he had uh, Brian Dable staff something come like in? That, like yeah. yeah, something that's what I'm saying. Like he always had the talent and 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 people were like down him and stuff like that, but he had injuries with Saquon. Saquon the fact that Saquon was there really helped him be, become better. And then of course now we have Andrew Thomas who's one of the best tackles of football. Evan Neal is has had some struggles, but he has the talent at the right side. Now the offensive line has been stable the first time, like since, since like the Eli days, since the Super Bowl Eli days, you know what I mean? When they had Chris knee and, and Sean O'Hara, you know, and, and those cats. Um, so, um, you know, it's like now, now you see the uh, Daniel Jones really flourishing and showing he has that talent and people forget, people want to laugh about that 80 yard run that he should have had against the Eagles that he tripped over his feet. But let me tell you, what other quarterbacks would have had the speed to go down and beat everyone and also on that bootleg who other which other quarterbacks could have executed that type of run like Lamar sure definitely Lamar i can't think of really anyone else other than Daniel Jones you know so uh he showed that he's he's talented now, um at oh in Jacksonville Trevor Lawrence showed that he's going to be a star future hall of famer he showed me right in that game because he turned it around Four interceptions, and I had the Charges winning. Like, I, I don't want to talk about that game. Why? Why? did you do that to yourself, man? <laughs> I, I didn't bet you that one. <laughs> that team is just snake bitten. Like when it comes, to, and and you look at like you know, like those the Air Coriel days, how they fell short. You know, what I mean, they just fell short, and and um, you know, and 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 that's the thing. But 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 with Trevor Lawrence, he showed. The wherewithal that the four interceptions be booed like crazy and then come back and and be composed, make adjustments. And Doug Peterson, that's the great thing about Doug Peterson being there. He's a quarterback guru and a Super Bowl champion coach head coach as well. So that was great for, for Trevor Lawrence to be able to come back. That showed me right there, oh, this guy is is going to be a special player. Um, and he always, he was a special prospect coming out of Clemson anyway, you know, winning the national championship his yeah. freshman year as a true freshman, you know, um, taking the job away from Kelly Bryant, who was like yeah, their man. solid starter, you know, but, um, and I think that that's all really, you know, the Niners are just in I, I think they win the Super Bowl. I think they win Even the Super Bowl. The Niners with the rookie,
2: with the rookie quarterback. Yeah, Brock Purdy
1: has everything around him. Like you got are you the easiest about quarterback
0: job in the NFL. Easy, I mean, one.
1: You, any three of us can win with that. You know what I'm saying? With, with that o line. Yeah. That D- you think Do
2: you think Zach Wilson on the Jets can win with that O line? Yes. Gosh.
1: Wow, I was I, I, I was, I didn't, I didn't know you gonna know that
2: for I don't know, no, I I don't know about winning
1: the Super Bowl, but you can make the playoffs. Oh, <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs>
0: I'll, I'll tell you what. On, on that note, on that note, Dex, you know, you know, you know, I have to, I have to show my love to, to the 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 football player that I defended the most, uh, in his days Where as a is jet, jet, and went full circle. Oh. All I've ever said. Hold on, hold on, hold on. You put the camera on everybody. It's fine. All I've ever said about Geno Smith when oh. he was with the Jets is. That if you give him the platform, if you give him a chance, like a real chance, not mm-hmm. fucking Clyde Gates as his number two receiver, not Rex Ryan just <laughs> wanting to run the ball on every down, yep. you know, and give him a couple years or so, I feel like you would have a quality starter. Not somebody who's going to be like Patrick Mahomes or anything like that, just a quality starter, maybe make a Pro Bowl here, Pro Bowl there, mm-hmm. whatever, because mad people make the Pro Bowl, let's be honest. This dude. Without a defense. The Seahawks have no defense. They could get a defense this offseason because they got Denver's pick. They're going to pay this dude. I don't know what they're going to pay him. Probably three years and, you know, $30 million in a year, whatever it is, 28 million a year, whatever. He deserves it. He's earned mm-hmm. it. I just want to say salute to Geno Smith for finally. I feel vindicated as a defender of this man. I'm proven right. And I don't get like this with athletes, mm-hmm. all, but – Listen, Jeff fans oh? were telling me. Jeff fans were telling me all these Long Islanders who didn't want to give a black quarterback <laughs> a chance, who wanted to play mm-hmm. Matt Sims, who didn't want to see Geno Smith, who <laughs> that who wanted Sims? to play, That's wanted right. to play Matt oh, yeah. Sims and Bryce Petty and all these people
1: when the Jets yeah, fucked up because Baylor. they left, <laughs> they left
0: Mark Sanchez out there for the third quarter of a Snoopy Bowl game in 2013. Geno Smith wasn't even supposed to play after he got drafted. They had mm-hmm. David Garrard retire in training camp. And they have Mark Sanchez get hurt, and he was thrown out there. They went 8-8, eight and eight, and he wasn't even playing well. He was going to have the season Ryan Fitzpatrick had in 2015 if IK and Impali didn't punch him in the face. And now we're here in 2023, and he's going to get a contract extension. And Seattle absolutely destroyed but I you, Denver in that trade.
1: I but, guess who we got, but guess who we got to watch in practice? Russell Wilson. I think Russell Wilson had a big impact on him on how to prepare, how to how to how to watch film? Not
0: just really him, Nabate. He backed up Eli Manning, Philip Rivers, too. and Russell Wilson. And Russell Wilson, I, that's, right. I, I, like,
2: that's right. I think, I, and I'd mm-hmm. like to say, Navate. I think that's a fantastic point. I think that does matter. And I and I have to say to Brian because Brian has been saying that on this show since 2017, <laughs> and I never dis. I don't want to say I dismissed Brian, but I kind of was like. Because yeah, you also man. know, you
0: also know, like, like, look, if he yeah. if he if he were a white dude, he probably would have got the second chance
2: a few and, years ago. And I do, I do oh, think, I do think course. there's something to that too, right? Yeah. But I do, I, I do I want to say to Brian, I probably was like, oh, maybe it just wouldn't have worked out for him with the Jets. And and Brian makes great has been Brian's been saying the same thing for years. And he's right, he got a chance. He has some weapons around him on offense. He has no defense. Mm-hmm. Brian brings up another good point. Brian and he has st- and his stability. He was there for this is his third season with the CR. Third season. So there and, you and, and, go. That's yeah, Harrell, and that's Pete Ryan. Carroll and Pete Carroll really
0: believes in the dude, right? Mm-hmm. Like in a way that mm-hmm. I, I think feel that like matters. I mean. And I think there there are a lot of quarterbacks. I feel like not like a super amount, but like the, there are a lot of quarterbacks, black quarterbacks in particular, who mm-hmm. if they get this chance, I feel like they could drive in a right situation and we see like quarterbacks get recycled or whatever the case may be. I feel like like if a Ryan Tannehill can do it, <laughs> you know, and mm-hmm. have this sort of career resurgence, you know, we've seen we've seen a lot of different examples. I feel like yeah. I I still think I still think if Jameis Winston can stop throwing interceptions, there's a future for him too, perhaps. Yeah. And you know what, well, I mean? you know what
1: Jameis Jameis when he's healthy, now it's a health issue with him. Yeah. He just right. can't stay healthy now. That's same thing with Teddy same thing well. with
0: Teddy Bridgewater. Yeah same thing with Teddy Bridgewater. Mm-hmm.
1: You
2: know? well, Teddy Bridgewater has mm-hmm. shown to me he could be yeah, but at least at least now we got some black journeyman quarterbacks cuz you know you used to see that. They get him up out <laughs> the league real quick. He wasn't saying that. Geno uh, Smith
0: and now Geno Smith could be Rich Gannon. Have a have a run that's, for a few years. That's what I was about to say. You yep. know, that's yeah. that's that's what you want to be. And shit, Rich Gannon was MVP of the league at one point. I think. With the Raiders? Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm.
2: the I gotta I gotta ask you too. I'm gonna flip to boxing real quick, and it's funny because okay. I did a, I was doing a video today uh, about the Jake Paul upcoming fight oh. uh, with. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hold on, hold on. <laughs> Nobate, no, Nabate. <laughs> Nobate was like, oh, I'm excited to talk. And now I feel like you answered the question that I wanted to know. You're like me; you don't take these Jake Paul fights seriously. I don't. I, I don't either. Oh I don't God. take them seriously either. It's a different and category. Brian and and Brian, who's a combat sports guru, yes. I, and and I know you are a big boxing guy too. Um, will you tune into the Jake Paul versus Fury's little brother fight? Are you Are you tuning <laughs> into that? I mean, no, I, I I, I
1: tune true. it out. I tune it out. I'm tuning yeah. it out. I'm sorry. I'm, like, I'm, I'm, those... I'm I'm. I'm watching it. I'm watching it.
2: I, I'm, yeah. I'm with Navate on this. I don't care. Yeah. No.
0: I'm, look. I'm respect. I. I feel like. Well, one. I'm gonna. I'm gonna be starting a show soon that's combat sports related. That like kind of hot, Like I kind of so have to watch it now. You know. Yeah. Even if I didn't have to, it's like a like you know. It's a spectacle. It is what it is. I've accepted it at this point, and I just label it something different. Now, Tommy Fury is actually somebody with a boxing background, but he's not like. No, he doesn't have like an extensive
2: boxing. He's he's, 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 saying no, but this is the first time Jake Paul is fighting somebody who is only trained for boxing. And And, and and the pressure
0: is on him to win because his family will disown him if he loses to a fucking celebrity.
1: Like (laughs) (laughs) the Furies don't play, you know? And, and, And I gotta say though, but I'd rather watch like the Mike Tyson Roy Jones fight. I'd rather watch retired boxers. Ooh. why don't they do a scene, you know what I'm saying? Like, dude, I'm not, know, like like, body. like, you know, I'd rather Those see that. Those make like, me nervous. Like... I ain't going to lie. Because
0: <laughs> <laughs> I was like, look, the bate. yo, let me tell you, Mike, Mike Tyson is still like, like, I feel like he can still activate some level of Mike Tyson. Not like mm-hmm. before, clearly, because even in the 2000s, he was sort of falling off. But like, mm-hmm. I, I was legitimately scared in that fight because one, That's Mike Tyson. You could still see like there's some power there. But two, we've seen Roy Jones Jr., who I love, my favorite non-Puerto Rican boxer of all time. Right? Yeah. So basically, so basically, top three for me with Cotto and Trinidad in terms of my favorites. But he's been getting knocked out silly for years. And I was like, please, yeah. Mike Tyson, don't land flush on this dude. Just please, don't. Right. Like, I don't, right. I don't want to see Roachel Junior get. You know, so that's my only thing with the retired fighters. Like Evander yeah. Holyfield was saying, you he wanted to get it in, and it's like if you have a conversation with this dude, I'm not sure that'd be the best thing for him.
1: You like, know? I would love <laughs> to see like Mike McCallum and James Tony fight again, something like that. You know, where oh, they man. could both still fight. You know,
0: James tony has been slurring his words for 25 was. years. I don't know if he can take any more. <laughs> but, <laughs> but but Nabata James Tony was a, cold, though. That's one of my favorites. Yeah, it was. Yes. But no, him, if, him and
1: McCallum. Check out those two fights. Him and James Tony
0: times. versus Vasily Jeroff is what of
2: them. That, that's what. was oh, the yeah. best cruiserweight great fight. fight. But,
1: Jam, but James Tony 90s James
2: Tony. Check that. That's when he lights out. Yeah, if, yeah, if, yeah. if your point if your point is that you'd rather see older boxers who actually done, have done this <laughs> and have the muscle memory over youtubers i understand the point that you're making i'm not sure i want to see that but i get it like i i actually feel you on that like i get it like i i actually get it. to, what, to
0: what, help out here I actually dex i actually have a running list a running list oh, of fights yeah Potentially coming cold? up. Oh, I was. Yes. Well, I was gonna say one. So, that. so we, so we don't have to go through the whole thing, obviously, because Because I mean, we, we know we need that. Wait, yeah. Crawford, look, look. I mean, oh. actually, you know, like, do you have do you have thirty seconds on this before I pull up this list so we can like just go through it? Just well, we need,
2: we need we need Crawford, we need we needed Crawford Spence like we needed it yesterday, right? The yeah. We needed this to happen, and and that's a place people want to see.
1: I gotta tell you,
2: I think it will happen November this year.
1: It'll finally happen. It'll finally so happen. What and, pissed me
0: off? What pissed me off is yeah, like I Errol Spence say. is apparently fighting Keith Thurman in April at 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 junior uh, junior Why? middleweight one hundred fifty four Why? Not even for Why? a time. Why? And it's like, is, yeah. it, is he like, is it's, he dick teasing Terrence Crawford being like, yo, like, I'm dead serious. I'm not gonna, cause he's been saying for a while, like, 147 is getting harder to make, but it's like, yo. You no, know, it
1: is. He's really a big, walking around, he's 160, 168 walking around. Like, you know what I mean? So, maybe
0: bigger he's when a, he's not training, you know? Yeah. yeah but but here's the big thing, big. here's the thing to say, like, and shit, both of you. To me, as somebody who's just watched and has to still finish that, finally, that Four Kings documentary which stars, obviously, Tommy Hearns, Roberto Duran, Sugar Ray Leonard. I still have um, that And Marvin that. Hagler mm-hmm. on Showtime. Mm-hmm. It's really good. I, I still have, like, love it.
1: left. Love it. And the book by George Kimmel, God rest his soul. George Kimmel is a good Kimmel. friend of mine. Yo, his yeah. book on the Four Kings, That that's what it initially came from, his book. Um, it's amazing. I interviewed the, George um, on my show years right. back on my show. So much to talk about. Yeah. But the
0: reason why people remember that time in the 80s really and why it resonates with people is because all these dudes in the middleweight division fought each other and That's i right. feel like there are too many fights that have not we still haven't gotten deontay wilder and anthony joshua and they were at their peaks in 2018 and, but i still and what, think,
1: and it's perfect now for it that would still be a now. big money
0: fight yes mm-hmm. and, and deontay oh, yeah, wilder's side deontay wilder has maintained that he's wanted it eddie hearn is kind of like playing a little games whatever the case should be. I think Anthony Joshua would do it, but I kind of blame Eddie Hearn that it has to happen.
1: Yeah, yeah. Joshua wants to, because Joshua didn't have to fight Utsik. He didn't. Yeah. But he did, you know, which he should have not, I don't understand what Eddie Hearn was doing. Yeah. You know what I mean? You do not put him in the ring with a smaller guy who's a technical monster with a pedigree, Olympic gold medalist. Like, but Joshua give him credit that second fight joshua looked better Much he looked better bad. he you know absolutely I mean? did i thought so, it was very close yeah. i thought
0: he lost but it was very close but my whole thing mm-hmm. is we're, there's still too many fights that aren't happening and that shit is annoying and yeah. this is hurting the legacy we got trinidad de la Hoya, even though like the fight itself was maybe a dud we got trinidad de la Hoya. we got all these One other of, big fights shane mosley versus de la jolla right. twice we got Miguel mm-hmm. Cotto
1: versus Canelo Alvarez, and they were And then, the and, then way and then, Winky White, and then Winky White had the Wright. opportunity to show that he was elite when he beat Mosley twice, Moseley and, twice, and beat Trinidad like it and beat Trinidad nothing. with and a he, jab. That's all he yeah. did. He <laughs> fought
0: Fernando yeah. for, like Errol Spence and Terrence Crawford have to fight is the point. So just real quick, rapid fire on some of the okay. other fights that are are coming
1: mm-hmm. up. Oh, can I tell um, you the fight I'm looking forward to. The yes, so, Go, game. go go. Let me tell you, this is going to be the Foreman Lyle of the lightweight division. Ryan Garcia, Tank Davis. Yes, that's going to be Foreman Lyle. Oh. There's going to be multiple knockdowns. One of them get taken out. They ain't going past six. They ain't going I'm back. Careful that early. I'm okay. going to be Foreman. I say Foreman Lyle, but because it, not, yeah. it's not like Hagler Hearn's. Because Hagler Hearn's was a high level of skill yeah. and also like it was it was just high level like garcia and 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 i'm not saying foreman was a high level foreman's a hall of fame on the great heavyweights but foreman lyle was more like a bar fight you know what yeah. i mean yeah, <laughs> yeah, was, yeah, yeah. When foreman, that was after foreman lost to, so he wasn't the same fighter after that yeah. fight against like wasn't that's why he retired for 10 years came back and exactly. did his thing but but this is the foreman lyle of the i garcia and tank davis it's gonna be I'm yeah. But I can't wait. I can't wait. Lord have mercy. That, <laughs> oh man, that. All right, Brian, Let's, let's that. Just list. rapid fire. Oh, yeah. Just
0: one word answer. Mm-hmm. Who you think is gonna win these mm-hmm. fights that I'm gonna mention? We have coming up the big ones. Uh, Arthur better BF Anthony Yard, light heavyweight championship. Better BF.
1: Well, better yeah, better BF. is Too powerful, man. That guy. And and I love to see him Bovard fight. They gotta they gotta do yes. it. Yes, I'm know? saying same, know, same same day. day. Can- same day. Or maybe Canelo. To fight it. You know. let me say ah. Canelo style, the Canelo style will he'll he'll give better be a fits. Canelo style is actually
0: supposed to fight allegedly John Ryder in May, but then come back with the B rematch in September, and I don't think he should fight B again. I don't. Yes, because he did not look good. No, don't do it. Yeah. No, no. Yeah. Well, uh, you know, he got he got
2: pride. He got pride. Pride, yeah. pride, pride gets you, you pride me. gets you
0: knocked pride. out though. Pride yeah. can get you knocked out. Amanda right. Serrano, you think Amanda Serrano uh unifies against erica cruz she beats she beats her and then gets all the soup the yeah, the featherweight serrano,
1: yeah that that'll be dope yo a lot. um ebony bridges right mm-hmm. yo she, can that be a fight with serrano <laughs> with serrano oh, yeah no, no, i know what you mean. i think
0: she's a i think she's a bantam weight
1: so too small
0: right yeah, yeah, like she, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, I don't think, yeah, women's, I don't
1: think. Women's boxing, I don't follow as much, you know, I don't follow as much, but I know that right. Ebony Bridges, bad she, she got, she tough, you know, and, and Serrano, yeah. Serrano's great. Yeah. So I would say Serrano for sure. Yeah. Uh,
0: you mentioned it, uh, Tank Davis versus Ryan Garcia. Do you have a winner for that? Tank Davis. You think Tan Davis? Yeah, Tank Tank Tank.
1: Davis. Yeah, Tank, Tank I kind of Davis. Been, I think... I kind
0: of been leaning that way too, but man, something about yeah. Ryan. I feel like right. he, might, he might overperform. But if uh Aerosmith, Spens- Spens- Keith Thurman, Aerosmith, Spens- Keith Spens- Thurman. Why, why are we, why are we I mean, having this fight? Who cares?
1: Thurman. Who cares? That 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 guy just doesn't have it. he, he just lost that intensity, and also he lost that consistency. That he when had, he had when just, he had that
2: long break in fighting, when he had that long break from being in yeah, the ring, yeah, he doesn't want
1: to fight. Yeah, he wants to do more like commentating and stuff. You know, he wants to do what Sean Porter's doing.
2: Yeah, which is yeah, uh, that's fine.
0: Sean Porter, mm-hmm. yeah, Sean Porter got out mm-hmm. early and he fought everybody. Yeah. So yeah. shout out to him. Three more: Tyson Fury, Alexander Usyk. Who wins?
2: I want Usyk to win. <laughs>
0: but-
2: like, I, want I have, have trouble find.
0: I have trouble seeing how Utsik wins. I'm not gonna
2: lie to you, I, but I don't see. I, it. I'm gonna go Fury. I, I don't I feel see like it. Fury's too big, too too skilled.
1: Okay, there's one thing I got. I got to tell you though, Fury is not consistently in shape, and yeah. his mind his his mind is too in and out of boxing. Yeah, and I think Utsik his focus and his pedigree and his technique. Yeah, Usyk's gonna find a way. Usyk's gonna go to the body. Fury doesn't have like the greatest jab either. It's not like he has that That's Lennox true. type of jab where. Oh, so Usyk to is away, gonna right? find angles. I, I really think I, I he's gonna take Usyk lightly too. I I'm not. I would let me tell. You, I'll go with Usyk. Ooh, last two, one word to to decision.
0: Last two, All one right. word answer. I like that pick. Last two, one word answer. Deontay Wilder and DeVarice, because this might happen in spring. Wilder. Wilder.
1: who? that's a good one. That's a good one. Though. Wilder. Wilder, Wilder. Wilder, Wilder. Yeah. He's too Wilder, long.
0: He's too he's gonna knock him out, but it's gonna be fun. Yeah. Last one, because this got announced for May. Devin Haney, Vasily Lomachenko. Yes, like, indeed. Uh, May 20th, uh, right?
2: May 20th? Yeah. May 20th. Yeah, so don't know where you know, yet, but yeah. You know, you know well, you know who I'm going with. You know who I'm I, going, I, going I, with my I, guy. I think Devin gonna, I think Devin Haney,
0: David Haney's gonna take this. Oh, that's a hell. good fight. I think um, I think he is because Lomachenko he's just not the same at lightweight as he was at featherweight and super featherweight.
2: He isn't. That's true. But, but, and, but Haney's good. So
0: smart. Haney's so smart, man.
1: Yeah, but Loma Loma's even smart. It's like kind. It's like for example, Tiafimo didn't try to really box. Like he tried. He used he boxed, but he also he was a boxer puncher type of thing. With, yeah, with, yeah. with, right. with Lomachenko, he uses power. But I think Devin Haney is. I don't think he can outslick Lomachenko. You know what I mean? And like Devin I think, doesn't, you know, I, I doesn't agree have with that you, either. Say.
2: You know, I, um and I think yeah. I think Loma's gonna be fo- I think Loma's focused to show, although Brian has a fair concern about him not fighting good since he moved up. He's been late. getting off that to slower was, starts. starts. Yes, and that's that that hurting, right? that's true. And Haney really? and Haney's Haney, fast starter. Yeah. Right. Even in his yeah. last fight, he, he got off to a slow start. Like he will back rounds. rounds true. He's
0: not. He's not going to take a lot of gambles. He's just going to count.
2: Loma's going to have to be sharper early as, and watch him in the first three rounds of that fight. He's going to have to be sharper. Yeah. Yeah. All right, and guys, we got we got to, we got to wrap. Unfortunately, ah. we are out of time. <laughs> yeah, it was a great conversation. Uh, oh, you oh get to NBA.
1: You asked me about NBA. One more question. Oh, one I four.
2: did have a question for you. I'll, I'll let you go quick, real quick. One word answer. Who's the best team in the NBA right now? Right now, I'm the Nuggets. Denver Nuggets. Okay. Denver Nuggets. I, 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 no, Denver Nuggets. I have no, concerns Luggets. about
0: who they can stop or who they can't stop, but, you know, <laughs> they right. I, I right. can
2: score. <laughs> and Jokic and, and, is,
0: and Jokic only is thing, that dude.
1: Porter and Murray still haven't played their best basketball yet. That's fair. That's what I mean. makes that's a, dangerous. That's a fair point. It's I'm what not what sure Porter da-
0: will, but, like, that's another story for another day. Oh, you're
1: right. At, him as a fourth option? Pretty good, Aaron Gordon. <laughs> yeah. Aaron Gordon's been Aaron Gordon's really had a good this season. season. He's had Aaron a really, really good season. season. And Bron, Bron, had to tell him. Bron had to tell him. You've been lifting what? I left too. Never Bron. <laughs> <laughs> he's
2: been getting big. All right, guys. <laughs> yeah. That is Nabate Als. Please check out his album in motion. It drops Thank January twenty seventh. Also, see him at the City Winery. Oh, and Nabate, he's supposed to tell me there's a special guest coming out of the City Winery right when he performs. Oh, for sure, that's that's... you know, Brooklyn Zone, East New York,
1: A Z, you know, is gonna come forward. Oh. You know, what I mean, oh. <laughs> so, oh.
2: you know oh. that's
1: you know Anthony Cruz, man. Yes, indeed. So oh. he's gonna rock, he's rock with me. Yes, indeed. Yo, yeah, listen, well, be... he goes, hey, man. that's I'm, a good I'm...
0: feature to get too on the on the next project.
1: <laughs> it's funny, and yeah, because because Chuck and Cardinal had had um other engagements, so Chuck would is be he? in London. And Cardinal oh, will be doing some stuff in oh, Toronto and stuff. And especially for Canada's Got Talent, I think he's doing a lot of taping of that. Which is equivalent to a of America's Got Talent. Like, he has
2: with, with Tristratus and stuff. He
1: I have, with, one, I have one question.
2: Is, uh, when Az You could just ruin this for me, because I'm going to be there. But is AZ going to be performing his verse from Life's a Bitch? Will that be done in the show?
1: You'll see, you'll see.
2: Come on, man. <laughs> come on, man. All right, that's that is House. Mm-hmm. I will be in the building. Tickets are on sale now at the City Winery. If you're in the NYC area, come there. I will be there. I'm gonna be sitting right sure. in the front. Nabate's gonna see me oh, cheering yeah. it on. Brian needs to pull up because mm-hmm. AZ is gonna be there. Uh, get your wine, enjoy some jazz, some food. It's gonna be dope. Mm-hmm. And check out the album, End Motion drops January 27th the great Nabate Isles trumpeter, Grammy Award winner, on the Ain't Heart to Tell podcast. He's Nabate Isles. He's Brian Fonseca. Sure. I'm Dexter Henry. Until next time, y'all. Peace.